I would like to call the November 14th, 2023 City of Blaine Planning Commission meeting to order. Staff, could you please take roll call? Commissioner Holman. Here. Commissioner Dionef. Here. Commissioner Gorski. Here. Commissioner Olson. Here. Commissioner Helton. Here. Commissioner Swanson. Here. Chair Gracky. Here. Okay, commissioners, the first item that we have to look at it are uh, the approval of the minutes from the October 10th meeting. I've read them, I didn't see any changes, so if you had, saw anything, if not, we could just uh, have a motion to approve the minutes as is. Mr. Chair, I'd like to make a motion to approve the minutes as Laura? is. Okay. And I'll second that. Um, and, and Mesa, we have a second. Okay, all those in favor of approving the October 10th, 2023 uh, Planning Commission minutes uh, say aye. 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 The Planning Commission is an advisory board to the City Council, and one of the Commission's functions is to hold public hearings and make recommendations to the City Council. The City Council makes all final decisions on these matters. For each agenda item, the Commission will receive reports prepared by the City staff, open the public hearing, and discuss and act on the application. And so uh, for each application that we have, the city staff will give their report and then we'll open the public forum. And at that time, if you have comments, you'd come forward, sign in, give. As you stated, Anoka Hennepin Early Childhood Center, and they're located at 3011 um, Central Avenue, are requesting a conditional use permit to construct a 120 square foot uh, storage building in a B3 zoning district. Um, the adjacent parcels to the north and south are also zoned B3, and there's two multi-tenant buildings, um, one to the north and one to the northwest, and Aldi is to the south. Uh, you'll see there's single-family homes to the east, and then we have Highway 65 adjacent on the west. Um, site plan, and you can see in front of you the little red area to the on the right side of your site plan uh, is the 120-square-foot storage building. Um, the conditional use permit is required because you need that for multiple buildings on one lot. Uh, the storage facility is for maintenance equipment that they don't have room to store inside for um, snow removal and lawn maintenance. Uh, the building elevations are in front of you, as you can imagine. It is like an accessory building you've seen in other locations, and it'll have vinyl siding. And these are some pictures. Um, the top one is, you can see the proposed location for the shed and the existing trees that would be between that and the residential. So you wouldn't be able to see it from uh, the frontage road or from the east there. Uh, we do recommend approval. There were no uh, comments from the public received, um, and we recommend approval with the three conditions. That concludes my report. Thank you, Sean. At this time, I'd like to open the public hearing portion of this. If you'd like to speak on behalf of this, please come forward. Sign in. Give us your name. Okay. I'd like to close the public hearing portion of this. Commissioners, we've done dozens of these and everything seems to be in place. So if there's any other comments, if not, I would need a motion. 
Mr. Chair. Commissioner uh, Holman. Um, I move that we um, accept 23-0075 as written. Okay, we have a motion, we need a second. Mr. Chair, I'll second. Commissioner Deneau, we have a second, we have a motion and a second to approve this. All those in favor of approving the conditional use permit for planning case file 23-0075 with the three conditions laid out, say aye. 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 Uh, this will go now to the city council to the December 4th uh, meeting, okay? The next item we have is planning case file 23-0078, Lexington Waters Clubhouse. Um, I will turn it over uh, for um, the staff's report. Chair Grocky and commission members, as you stated, Lexington Waters Clubhouse, a conditional use permit amendment to allow a clubhouse and a pool in the DF um, zoning district is required if that's what they're proposing and that's what they're proposing to do. It's at 13202 Jewel Street, and as you can see on the location map, um, it's in the middle or of the single-family home area in uh, Lexington Waters. Um, the adjacent properties also um, are DF, and that happened with the Lexington Waters um, development. Uh, they're proposing a 2,629-square-foot clubhouse. It'll be um, managed and maintained by Creative Homes, and then it'll be turned over to um, the Homeowners Association once the homes are all built. Uh, they're proposing two parking stalls on site for the office manager that would be located in there, and then also a guest. Um, the setbacks are being met, um, and they are 25 in the front, 20 um, along the corner side yard, which is the south side, and then 10-foot side yard. Uh, you have building elevations in front of you, and you'll have LP uh, siding and then stone on the clubhouse, and then there'll be a little pool equipment building that will have LP um, siding on it. The floor plan in front of you uh, will have bathrooms, gathering room, kitchen, exercise room, an office, and then some storage areas. No comments were received from the public, and staff recommends approval with six conditions that are listed in the staff report. Okay, thank you, Sean. At this time, I'd like to open the public forum uh, for this case number. If you want to speak on this, uh, please come forward. Give us your name. Good evening, commissioners. I'm Tim Witten with Witten Associates. We're the architects. Uh, we're also the representatives for the applicant custom homes, uh, specifically Robbie, Robbie Moser. And um, we're just happy to, to answer any questions you might have. Otherwise, I'll sit and listen. Okay, Tim, can you hold on just a second? Is there anyone else that would like to speak on this file? If not, I'd like to close it. Okay, Tim, if you wanna, uh, I just have a question. Um, one of the questions I have is, that, first of all, this is awesome. Um, it, it reminds me an awful lot of the Wegaman uh, Ranch one. Is that is it kind of like that? Is that what I'm thinking of? Uh, Chair Garaki, yes, this one is a little bit more, has more in it. Um, okay. And the parking, the two parking spots is all I need for that? Yes, actually, we looked at the Wegeman Ranch one, and they do not have any parking stalls. Um, we did request that they put one on because there's an office manager. Wegeman Ranch does not have an office manager there. 
So um, they were able to, to put two in there. Uh, so Wegeman Ranch, people walk. Um, I think that's the intent. And as you yep. know, some people don't walk, but they would park on the street then yeah. if they do up there. And that's fairly common. We did look at other cities and ones we're familiar with around, and a lot of them did not have parking stalls. Okay. Yeah, you did here. That's good. Okay. Oh. Thank you. Sure. Commissioners, does anyone have any questions for Tim? Or pretty straight up. Wonderful. Okay, if not, we need a motion. Chair. Mr. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Mr. Chair, I move to approve uh, case 230078 with staff recommendations. Okay, we have a motion to approve. Jason, we need a second. I'd like to second. Uh, Commissioner Swanson seconds it. Okay. All right. Um, there's no other discussion. All those in favor of, a, of approving uh, the conditional use permit in front of us, say aye. Aye. Uh, aye. It is approved. Uh, this will go to the city council at the December 4th meeting. Thank you. The next item we have on our agenda is planning case file 23-0077 in Infinite, inf is it Infinite AT campus? Yes, been there, it's beautiful. So I'll turn it over for uh, staff for their report. Thank you, Mr. Chair, Planning Commission. Um, as requested, what you have before you is a rezoning and conditional use permit uh, for Infinite Campus, and they're located at 4321 109th. They're requesting to rezone from planned office district to development flex. And the conditional use permit is for 213,295 square foot office building, which is the building that is there now. It's a three-part building. And um, the additional request is for an 8,700 square foot residence on the fifth floor. So they have to amend their conditional use permit um, because what was approved before was an office and not a residence. And also the planned office district um, does not allow residential, so they're requesting to uh, rezone to development flex. Uh, the property is surrounded by farm residential and Loch Ness Park to the north. And then on the south across from 109th is um, Home Depot and um, at home. And those are um, zone development flex. Uh, the site plan is not going to change. So what, what you have before is the existing site plan. And in 2007, a conditional use permit um, was approved for the two-story office building, which is the 110 by... 110,580 square feet. And then in 2015, they did a conditional use permit amendment for an office expansion, which included the auditorium and a sim single level parking structure that's out there. So that's how we get the total of 213,295 total square feet for that building. Uh, as they stated, no new development is proposed. Um, parking is met, um, adding a residence. Um, they have a parking structure and several parking stalls. So that's not an issue. Uh, we have no have not received any comments to date. Uh, staff recommends approval with eight conditions uh, slash development standards that are listed in the staff report. Uh, we do list development standards because this does replace the uh, previous conditional use permits. I'd be happy to answer any questions. Okay, thank you, Sheila. At this time, I would like to open the public hearing portion of this case. I'd like to come forward, speak on this. I am uh, Charlie Cratch, the owner, founder, CEO of Infinite Campus. 
And I would imagine there may be some questions of what we're up to. We always get that when we do something out there. Uh, we plan on finishing the uh, floors two through five in the building. Uh, when we constructed the building in, oh, about seven years ago, we left a number of the floors unfinished to expand into. And we're hiring uh, about 200 more employees over the next 18 months. And I did all the calculations of all the space we needed for that. And what we would need to go beyond that, and going over 800 employees on site, we overrun our restaurant and a lot of other services. And it turned out we didn't need one of the floors. And um, owning the building and thinking about kind of what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life, I decided to finally be a Blaine citizen, member of the community. I've lived in Circle Pines. I've lived in Lionel Lakes. I live in Ham Lake currently. I'm going to cut my commute by 12 minutes. And that's why we're finishing just one floor. And beyond that, we're kind of landlocked out there. So if any of you have ideas of how I can add maybe another 500 people on that site, I don't know. We might have to turn that parking ramp into another building. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's going on. Uh, nothing, nothing more, nothing less. Just uh, planning for the next uh, 15 to 20 years out here in, in, in the city of Blaine. All right. Yeah. All right, Charlie, I'll just do a little, uh, if there's no one else to speak on behalf of this, we want to close the public hearing portion of this. Does anyone have any questions about this? So you're building your residency, yeah. there, you're right there then. Okay. Yep, it's uh, my wife and I are downsizing to 8,700 square feet, believe it or not. And uh, um, I convinced her to do that. She's shopping for another residence right now in Phoenix. So she's oh. going to spend her winters down there and I can stay up here and work. Oh, yep. That's good. Yeah. And we, lo we love being in Blaine. And I would say from our employee standpoint, they're very enthusiastic about this because it means we're not moving. And from the city's perspective, as we continue to grow, it's our intent to keep all of our employees uh, here in Blaine, not open up any offices around the cities or any other city. Uh, we really like it here. Okay. Yeah. Commissioners, do you have any questions? Uh, Mr. Chair, I have a question for the applicant. So with, I'll say the you know the blossoming of hybrid work yeah. how has facility utilization been for what you have today and and do you actually fully expect to uh, utilize what you're building out now it's an excellent question you know during the pandemic there was the uh, uh, movement for remote work uh, we were very clear to our employees we are a work in the office culture collaboration is important to us and it's more than productivity being a tech company it's bringing new employees in and having them tutored by the, uh, uh, the more experienced employees, and that's best done on site. And so we do uh, offer flexible work. If there are times during our development schedules where work from home works better for them, that's fine, but we do uh, require the primary uh, uh, location to be at work. And uh, because of that, we've really focused in our hiring on employees that live within 15 minutes of the office. And the net benefit has been uh, the number of employees that we have whose kids go to Centennial, where I went, and Blaine and other area schools, they love it. Um, there are a surprising number of people in the tech industry who don't want to work from home, especially the Gen Z kids. They're living with their parents. They're living with roommates. They want to get out of that house. Mm -hmm. And we've been perfectly positioned for that. If you've been to our um, offices, it's a great location. I see the picture of Loch Ness there. Um, we have an on-site restaurant, free food for our employees and uh, guests. And part of our uh, construction uh, uh, during the pandemic was we built out part of the sixth floor as a clinic. So we have our own 
doctors, mental health professionals, physical therapists. And part of this construction that we're going into now, we're expanding that. We're tripling the amount of services that we provide. So it's great. What you see is not only people are coming into work, but they're bringing their families with them for those services. And it's, it's a great model. And a lot of businesses now who are going to remote work are actually shifting and now bringing employees back, but offering those kind of services. So we've been well positioned for that. Anyone else? Marina? All right, thank you. You got it. All right. Commissioners, we have a rezoning and a conditional use permit in front of us, so I would need a motion uh, for approval. Mr. Chair, this is cool. I feel like we're on the cutting edge of where things are going, and that's awesome. Um, I would like to make a recommendation that we recommend approval for case file 23-0077 for the um, rezoning with the one condition, and then for the um, conditional use permit with the eight conditions as laid forth by city staff. Okay, thank you, Commissioner Olson. We have a motion to approve. I need a second. Mr. Chair, I'd like to second. Commissioner Gorski, we have a second. Okay, we have a motion to approve. We have a second. It's in front of us. All those in favor of uh, approving case file uh, 23-0077, the rezoning and the conditional use permit, say aye. 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 Opposed? It passes unanimously. This will go to the City Council for the first reading on December 4th and then after that, December 18th. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a, a, a great partner in the community. Okay, our last item um, is case file 23-0076. It is uh, some annual revisions to the zoning and the parking, or parking ordinances. So we'll turn it over to staff for their report. Uh, thank you, Chair Garaki and Commissioners. Um, this is our annual zoning code update, um, although we did also include parking this year. Um, so I'll present on sort of the general updates and then pass it over to Sean for the parking portion. So after a major code revision in 2020, staff identified the need for an ongoing revision process to keep our code current and fix things as they came up instead of waiting every decade or so. Um, which has been very successful um, in the now three years that we've done that. Um, throughout the year, we track language that is identified as confusing or is out of sync with what other cities do or raises a legal issue. And then in the fall, we review those changes together, determine what path forward we want to take, and then prepare a draft ordinance um, for your review and the city council's review. Um, this year, we also did a revision to the parking ordinance um, that went through a lengthy process with the city council. Uh, so the changes this year are pretty minor. Um, we have some legal changes um, to bring language into conformance with state statute where we had some variation as statutes change over the years um, needing to change our language to match. Um, we also did not have a procedure for review of environmental review documents. So environmental assessment worksheets, environmental impact statements, we are required to review those, um, but we didn't have a process outlined in our code for doing so. So we are proposing adding that and then um, adding some updating language on our single family home permitting um, financial guarantee process um, to reflect what we are currently doing there. And then we also want to improve clarity. Um, our 
code had a wide variety of setbacks depending on where you looked for farm fences. Um, and so we thought that maybe it should just be the one requirement. Um, we weren't really sure which one to use. Um, so if a farm fence, which is a fence enclosing animals, um, is abutting other farm properties, there's no setback needed. Um, if it is abutting other residential properties, so R1 properties, um, it needs a 50-foot setback if it's just a regular fence or a 300-foot setback if it's a barbed wire or electric. Um, and then we also did some clarifications on the type of repair allowed on vehicles and what types of vehicles can be repaired in commercial and industrial districts. And then replacing churches with places of worship um, to be more inclusive there and then um, minor adjustment to that definition as well. Um, so that's all for the basic ones, um, but move on to the parking. As she stated, we took a big look at our parking ordinance and been working on this probably since February, I think, going to doing staff research and then um, going to the council, a couple workshops to see what they're on board with. And this is what we come up uh, came up with. And I'm just going to highlight some of the bigger ones. Um, the first one is supermarkets, uh, bigger retail stores with high customer volume. Currently, they're under the requirement of one stall for every 200 square feet. We're proposing for the first 100,000 square feet, they'll have to meet that requirement. And then everything um, over 100,000 square feet, 100,000 square feet, sorry, will need to meet the one stall for every 350 square feet. Um, the number of parking spaces provided shall not exceed the minimum requirement by more than 10%. We reviewed other communities um, and trends of the number of parking spaces in large lots are not being needed, which I'm sure many of you have yeah. seen. Yeah. You know, you look at a Cub or a Walmart, that type of thing. Yeah. So that's what that's based on. Uh, there's a couple examples in here. First one is Kohl's. Their required parking is 418 stalls with our current requirement. They have 524 stalls. If this new um, proposal for the ordinance um, not exceeding 10%, they are over six, by 65 stalls. So, And then Walmart on Highway 65, another example, 667 stalls currently. They're provided 711, not exceeding 10%. They're over by 10. Uh, there is a provision. Um, as you can see, the zoning administrator may expand the parking requirement if the applicant demonstrates in documented form a demand which is different then required based on specifics of the proposed use. So um, if we find that they really do need that, we can go back to that. Um, then another one, uh, restaurants and event centers. Um, currently under uh, establishments handling the sale and consumption of food, restaurants, um, under that category we've added parking requirements for takeout only. Restaurant, no dining area, they can they will now have uh, one stall for 275 square feet instead of one stall for every 100 square feet. So um, we've added event centers to the category of auditoriums, private clubs, lodges, um, not places of worship. Um, we've added the event center here and removed them from the requirement that they had one stall for every 100 square feet. They were under the restaurant category and then this would now require one space for every two seats of seating capacity plus spaces for employees. So 
uh, we've reviewed an event center in the last year and we've looked at others, so we feel that's a better fit. Um, Drive-throughs. We currently review those just with site plan review. We don't have any standards in our, um, in our parking ordinance or our ordinance right now. Uh, the council felt that was important and as you can see we've so we have requirements for one lane and two lanes for stacking pharmacies banks coffee shops and other um, stacking spaces shall not interfere with parking spaces or traffic <coughs> traffic circulation uh, fence or screen of acceptable design not over six feet or less than four shall be constructed along the property line when you're next to a residential um, if canopies cover the drive-through area, any support columns shall be constructed with the same design and materials. So we want them to look somewhat decent. <laughs> um, sites with drive-through service shall be designed in a manner that allows drivers not using the drive-through or wishing to exit um, to bypass the drive-through. So they have to have a bypass lane. And um, we have about 14 other items that are kind of housekeeping type things, and I won't go over those. Um, they're in your report, so hopefully you took a look at those. Um, but I kind of hit the highlighted ones. So we um, recommend all of um, the approval for all of these. The routine updates to the zoning, zoning code facilitate the code remaining current. The changes being proposed will improve the clarity of the code and address legal requirements. The changes to the parking requirements promote a balance between efficient use of land and provision of adequate parking. And the changes continue to promote the health, safety, and welfare of the residents, property owners, and businesses within the city of Blaine. So that concludes my report okay. and Elizabeth's report. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, staff. Well done. Um, uh, my question is, does, do we have to have a public forum on this? We do. Okay. Yes. All right, at this time I'd like to open the public hearing portion forum of this. Anyone would like to come forward and speak? Come on. Okay, we'll close the public hearing portion of this. Commissioners, this is really, I mean, it's, uh, I think we did the, we do it every year, right? But we, we didn't do parking last year, right? No. Okay, so that's part, okay. This was very detailed. This was very needed too, so good job. Mr. Chair, I just had one question when I was reading through it earlier. Go ahead, Miss. Probably Lisa. stupid and. So, like, on these places where they have ample parking, like, over the 10%, are we going to go in and be like, you have to take out your extra parking stalls? That wasn't clear to me. No. This is for new when they come in. And in some cases, that would probably mean, you know, if they have too much parking, they, they can make the decision whether or not what they want to do with that. They can change that to their advantage or whatever in their establishment. Right. I think the biggest concern is... Walmarts and Targets and them, they have a much bigger requirement than we do, and that's what's trying to control that a little bit. Yeah. We don't need all those stalls. Very good. Commissioners, anyone else have a comment or question? I do, just a little one, Sheriff, if you Go don't ahead, mind. Go ahead, Commissioner Swanson. I, I guess my fear is um, <laughs> last year, uh, snow. So when you're making the parking lot a little bit smaller, if we have another winter like we have had, I'm worried about the, but I'm thinking you thought of that. So like snow removal and how they build up the snow and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I understand your concern. Um, I think, I don't think we'll have an issue with that because these are for the, 
larger, over 100,000 square feet is where we're gonna be looking at it. And those sites are large, large sites anyway, um, and the setbacks. So we can certainly look at that. And that may be something that they talk to us about if they need an area for that. But I don't think generally we'll have an issue with that. Perfect, thanks. And they, and they may end up using the extra parking that they have to actually stack it if, if we get 100 inches of snow like we had last year. But that is a good question. I think that's a let's, good... Let's hope that, we that, don't. We hope not, <laughs> that but that, really that's, a, that's a good question. And, and so that's good. Anyone else? Mr. Chair, I like it. I think these are good changes. I would like to recommend uh, approval for case file 23-0076 with our amendments to our zoning and parking with the um, four rationale laid forth by city staff. Okay, Commissioner Olson, we need a second. I second. Commissioner Swanson, we have a second. Okay, commissioners, all those in favor of approving uh, the zoning changes and the parking ordinances say aye. 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 All right, this will go to the city council December 4th meeting. That's all we have on our agenda, commissioners. I need a motion to adjourn. Mr. Chair, I'll make a motion to adjourn. Lauren, we have a, mo a motion to adjourn, and Terry, we have a second to adjourn. All those in favor of adjournment say aye. 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 We are adjourned.